You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders, and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes, and hear about their interesting experiences. Hey, listener, it's me, Elvis, the host of the show. I hope you are getting ready for Christmas, all that good and delicious stuff, traditions, dance, songs. But today we are going to talk about the social network. Among the vast amount of social networks available in the current age, there is one network that in my opinion, and many would agree with me, is underpriced, taking consideration the opportunities that it may deliver to any business professional. We're going to talk about LinkedIn. Therefore, to understand how you as a business professional can benefit from this platform, I have decided to host LinkedIn advertising and personal branding expert, Katrina Kurt, co-founder and CEO at LinkedIn. Not only that, she is also a 24-7 marketer whose world is spinning around content creation, social media marketing strategies, and LinkedIn is her playground. Hey, Katrina. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Friday. It's uh, been a long week, but uh, yeah, it's all good. Friday the 13th. Indeed. Are you excited about it? <laughs> Very excited. I don't know what that means, but I hope something good. Let's hope for that. Let's hope for positive record, right? Indeed. Entrepreneurship. You've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. What does it mean to you? Tell me. I don't know if I can call it for a long time. I know that I always had this entrepreneurial mindset in me since I was very little. Uh, I have a lot of stories uh, about that. But uh, yeah, for the last half a year, uh, I was really, you know, involved with LinkedIn. And before that, I was hustling on the side. So it's been it's been some years for sure. What it means to me is entrepreneurship is all about passion. So if you have passion for something and you want to start it out, that's what entrepreneurship means. If you're just going in for the money, I don't think it works out. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, what it is and how it works, it's all about hard work and passion. And if you have passion, you can put in the work. If I would ask you to describe entrepreneurship in three words, what would they be? They would be... Working smart, I guess I would include passion once again. And then I would say it's a driven, drivenness in people, the drive that people have. So dedication. Dedication, indeed. You know, me and you, Katrina, we have something in common. We are coming from Baltics. Indeed. <laughs> You're from Lithuania and I'm from Latvia. We all can call ourselves Bralukas, right? <laughs> yes. But what could you tell me more about yourself except that you are from Lithuania? Well, before I was living in two other cities in Denmark. So I'm from Vilnius myself, but I was also living in Hanning and in Aarhus before coming to Copenhagen. I was also living for two months in China and doing a re writing a report there in a city called Ningbo. So this is a little bit about where I was living before. And uh, besides that, I have a degree from business economics and administration. And uh, like you said, I'm a big marketing geek. So anything about marketing, digital marketing specifically, is my thing. It's your jam, bread and butter, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> your personal life goals, what are those? 
Oh. You want to become like the marketing geek and the expert of LinkedIn, or you want to be the CEO of actual LinkedIn platform? <laughs> nah, I don't think that's one of my goals. I mean, I had a lot of goals for this year, and I already planned some of the goals for the next year. And one of them for sure is to become one of the top influencers within marketing on LinkedIn. So uh, top 10 influencers for the next year. That's one of my goals. And then when it comes to LinkedIn, I think right now I have Linkedist. And for us, one of our goals for next year is to have a successful partnership with LinkedIn. That would be one of our goals. I know it's possible. So now it's all about hardworking and really putting in the work. So your, your goal for 2020, the year that everybody is highly talking about, is to become the top influencer of LinkedIn. Yes, within marketing. Within marketing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. At so least top 10. At least top 10. Mm -hmm. Where are you currently ranking? I am not sure if there is such list. There is a top list of LinkedIn influencers, uh, and I'm not sure if they're doing it by topics. But I'm not in there. So <laughs> that's, that's a good starting point. But you're not far from that. No, I don't think so. Based on what I've seen from your LinkedIn. So keep going and, and be dedicated and have the passion and work smart and everything going to come, right? Passion is the key. It truly is. I, I truly believe that. And patience. And patience. As many entrepreneurs have been mentioning throughout these years. Mm -hmm. So... Why entrepreneurship? Why didn't you just go into economy and uh, finance as you have a background in it? So before starting LinkedIn, I was working at an IT company for uh, three years. And I was really working within many various things. And on the side, I started branding myself on LinkedIn. I started sharing knowledge and various tips about marketing. And I started noticing how slowly people started asking me, how do I do this? And can I help them? So for the last one year, I've been working almost day and night, meaning that I was working in a corporate job from eight to five and then having my personal private clients from uh, six to nine or 10 in the evenings and the weekends. And there was this breaking point, you know, where I thought, do I really want to continue like this or can I actually make some money from the things that I like, which it was and is, you know, LinkedIn marketing. And I just made a decision that I need to go full on into this journey. If not now, then I don't know when. So it was kind of like a breaking point because I was exhausted. I was doing the things that I like outside, but also at work. But I also felt like I learned a lot from the work. So it was like a breaking point for me. When did you start uh, like really engaging with LinkedIn? Four years ago. Four years ago. Mm -hmm. And do you believe that LinkedIn is the platform that, you know, a lot of uh, business professional has to, you know, be on? I believe so, uh, especially if they are working with B2B. You can still be working with B2C as well, but LinkedIn is the biggest social professionals network. So if you want to find other professionals, if you want to connect with people who are like-minded, this is the place. This is the media. Okay. I, I cannot disagree as you are the expert so i'm just <laughs> agreeing whatever you say katrina but i did check your uh, linkedin profile as i usually do with every entrepreneur i'm having chance to host on this podcast some people call me the stalker <laughs> i agree i take the status of that it feels like marketing and digital space is your bread and butter you've been working in digital marketing for a while i can see uh, therefore, 
If you have to describe yourself in, let's say, one word, what would that be? It would be ambition. So are you an ambitious person? Indeed, I am. Very ambitious. You even have a tattoo of it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this word really came to me this year. Actually, this year I was feeling like this word was constantly on my mind or I was seeing it. And uh, one day I was in Milan on a, on a trip and I just knew that I have to make it. I have to make it at, in a tattoo and have it on my body. <laughs> so right there in Milan, I googled where was the closest tattoo shop and I just got it tattooed. Because it, it was a weird feeling, but I felt like it was coming to me this whole year. And this, this year was a year of breakthrough for me, right? Starting LinkedIn and everything. I think it was the right choice. And then I think a lot of people agree. Do you think that there is something to do with that you are coming from a little country called Lithuania? I truly think so. I think it has to do something with, first of all, our culture. Because when I look at Lithuanians all around the world and in Lithuania, we are hardworking people. We are hardworking people. And I think the same goes to Latvians as well. So I think that is why I am driven. And then again, I've never had any kind of family support. I mean, my family supports what I do fully, but I'm not coming from an extremely uh, well family, rich family, let's say. So for me, it, this is all about, you know, leaving my footstep in the world, driving this ship, seeing where it takes me and just really trying to reach my goals. I know it's an impolite question to ask to a woman. My grandma used to say when she's still alive, but how old are you? I'm 24. So you are Generation Z. Yeah, well, I call myself a millennial. I can feel by the energy that it's coming from you, it's positive and you really want to succeed something and you know, you are really ambitious as you are having also a tattoo on your arm. So just keep at it. But being ambitious person, how do you define success? That is a very great question, which I also had a year ago and we had a great talk with my friend all about this, because I think every person describes it so differently, right? For some success is to have a lot of money. For some success is to have a high position within a, a specific company, right? For me, I think success is when you feel like what you're doing is making you satisfied and when you feel like you are fulfilling your goals and your dreams. Or at least that every day when you do something, it leads you closer to your goal to what you want to achieve. So for me, that is a success. I'm not really seeing success as having a lot of money in my hand, but then again, being sad and lonely. I see it actually as having these small victories leading you towards your big goal. That is a success for me. I totally will agree with you, Katrina, that, you know, everybody of us describes success in a different way. And it's great. Do you think that um, more people have to be successful and ambitious and you know maybe that could change the, the the landscape of business i think there has to be a balance and entrepreneurship for instance is not for everybody right no the same goes for ambition not everybody wants and has ambitions for some people it's just okay and enough to have a beautiful family right that's their ambition so in that way of course i would say everybody should have ambitions to some extent but I'm not sure that it should be the same for business world. I think it's just an overall that a lot of people should have ambitions, whether it's uh, within their relationships, their businesses or anything else. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, uh, you did. 
But I have a follow-up question on this, so you know, the listeners and you may understand what I wanted to get out of it. You must have heard this somewhere in uh, social media or somewhere that, you know, there's 97% that are the followers and then there are 3% who are the leaders. So the question is, do you think that there should be a bigger percentage of the leaders and less of the followers? That is a difficult question. I would say that it's usually probably it's coming naturally. So uh, when you look at people and how they do things and whoever is a leader, whoever is a follower, it's very natural. So unless a follow a person who understand that he or she is a follower and want to transform themselves into a leader, that's one way to do it. But naturally, we are born either being leaders or followers. And you can see that throughout all of the years, right? If you really track back to your childhood, and if you're a leader, you can actually try to see where and how you made decisions from your childhood, right? So I'm really not sure if there should be more or should be less of a number of, of leaders, but I think it should come naturally, or at least you should understand that you want to become a leader and then find the way how you can transform yourself into one. Are you a leader? Or have you been a follower that transformed yourself into a leader? If I look back to my childhood and to my high school years, I think I always had this leader drive inside of me. I was always the leader of the class, uh, you know, doing things um, and always just somehow I was able to get people together all the time. And I was never, you know, on one or the other side, I was always in between kind of getting people together. So I think I was always a leader. Or if I was also in some positions where I was more of an assistant, I would still come up with new things, would come up with new ideas and want to kind of break through, right? So that's why when I was in corporate, I loved it, but I was also learning quite fast, learning a lot, uh, doing much more than I was asked to do. And therefore, I was uh, probably leaving that position because I realized that I have so many things that I want to do and this is kind of limiting me. You know, recently I also saw on your LinkedIn that you have started a new segment on your personal LinkedIn called LinkedIn Live. So my question is, what is the goal with it? So LinkedIn Live is uh, one thing that I started recently, you're right, and it's going to support my goal for the next year to become uh, top 10 marketing influencers because my goal with LinkedIn Live is to interview the top marketeers uh, within marketing world and uh, have interviews with them, spread the awareness of my own brand and uh, just meet uh, really cool and driven people as well. So it's both for networking, but it's also both for achieving my own goals. And of course, in the end of the day, it's for sharing really good, valuable content with the listeners, right? So I don't want to share content which is not useful. I'm really careful and I care a lot about who I interview and what kind of content I provide to my audience. I like the content you provide. You have you. different guests and different topics and um, you also do this, you know, live with one of the guys from California. People have to engage more with, you know, the platform as LinkedIn it is. And, and I think that LinkedIn Live is something completely new. But yes. let's talk more about the LinkedInist. So tell me about it, how it all began and what does the LinkedInist do? So LinkedInist helps other companies grow with the power of LinkedIn. We help with LinkedIn advertising. We help with content on LinkedIn, content strategies. And we also do on-site workshops where we teach companies about LinkedIn, sales, marketing. So this is LinkedIn in a nutshell. 
But then on the other side, answering your second question, how it all started, I think I met my business partner and co-founder a year, more than a year ago via LinkedIn. And we've never been friends before. And uh, I was back then going to San Francisco for a trip. And I was looking for people who were living in San Francisco who can have a cup of coffee with me. And she was on the list. So I reached out. However, by the time I got to San Francisco, she was not there anymore. But she said that we should meet somewhere in the world. And fast forward a few months, she was going to Copenhagen and she asked me if I was in Copenhagen that weekend. And well, I was. So we met. We felt a really good connection. Then we met a few months later in Christmas, in wintertime, last, last Christmas. And uh, we just had this feeling like we wanted to do something together. And that's how our ideas were born. And ever since last Christmas, we were working on, on LinkedIn on the side. And then 1st of July, it was born. We started it. So it was like a Christmas present to you. It sounds like a very romantic story, right? Like I was trying to meet her, but then we didn't. But at the end of the day, we met through LinkedIn. And LinkedIn kind of united us. So again, we are very thankful and grateful for the platform. It's a really great platform. I have been on LinkedIn for a while already, but I have never engaged with it so much as I do at the current stage because I really feel that, you know, this organic growth that it provides, one of the great benefits of LinkedIn, it's really positive for every professional and you can really meet a lot of, a lot of great people compared to any other social network that people are, you know, engaging with. Tell me about the name. What's the story behind the name of LinkedInist? You know, I tried creating a business before. It was five years ago. It didn't succeed. It failed. But back then, I was spending a lot of time on, on the name, right? Like, I think too much time. And therefore, this time when we were creating LinkedInist, we were trying to brainstorm, so we had maybe two hours where we brainstorm about various names together with my partner. And then in the end, we just opened one of those websites where you kind of put a few words together and then they kind of clash those words together and they give you a great answer of one word. So we use one of those platforms and one of the suggestions was Linkedist. So this is a simple story as that, because at the end of the day, we wanted it to somehow connect with LinkedIn. And that's how we used a platform online and it gave us a perfect so there was no brainstorming behind the name there was not so much we tried but our our effort was whatever we tried wasn't so good so we ended up just using a platform and it it gave us a perfect answer and since there was literally no information on google with this name it was perfect magical story of name i mean I cannot disagree on <laughs> I'm so sorry. It doesn't have this, you know, beautiful behind story, but it's just simple as that because I think sometimes entrepreneurs spend way too much time on the name and the business cards. So just, you know. They do. They really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I came up with the name through brainstorming process with a, on a blackboard and looking up online and everything. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge process behind creating a name. And then in the end, it's like, okay, let's be different. And Sweet Cats Media. Well, here you go. Just got born, right? And since then, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> but it's okay. It's great to tell a story behind the name. But now it's, you know, one of the questions that it's really a lot of people are asking me. And also, I got asked this question today. Who is LinkedIn for? And therefore, I also have created a little, let's say, scenario 
if I'm a baker or an owner of a flower shop or in extreme occasions, a plumber, how can I benefit from it being on LinkedIn? So I think that most companies which benefit from LinkedIn are B2B. So that's the first thing that I want to say. If you are a B2C business, it's all right. You can also try to benefit from LinkedIn, but it's going to be a bit more tough. And now, if you can find ways how you can be creative about your posts, about your content, and still somehow attract and apply your content to business people, to professionals within sales and marketing and other areas, then you will also find success. So I think it's a lot about approach. And first of all, like in with any social media, it's also understanding if your customers are on the platform. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. So if your customers are people who are looking how to repair their cars, maybe LinkedIn is not the best audience. It doesn't have the best audience for you. And Facebook is a way to go. First, if you want to start with LinkedIn, try to understand if your audience is on LinkedIn. Do you think that uh, LinkedIn one day going to become into a Facebook or will it always stay a platform for business professionals? I really have hopes that it will not become a second Facebook. However, on the other hand, I'm seeing more people jumping on LinkedIn right now because it's trendy, right? And a lot of people who do not understand the purpose of LinkedIn because they have never used LinkedIn before, right? So automatically they use LinkedIn in the same way as they use Facebook. And that is not a way to go, but we cannot really forbid people of posting whatever they want. There is no filter. LinkedIn doesn't filter our content, right? So I think in the future, it will have more and more of Facebook content. But then on the other hand, it's up to us to see who we have as our connections. And if we have the right people who don't post that kind of content, then it's going to be all right. So since you're started speaking about the content and that's also a very interesting question to me personally because I have had posted a content that I believe that social networks are shifting and I got some of my followers on LinkedIn engaging with the content and trying to test do I really understand what is LinkedIn for so since you are more an expert in LinkedIn than I do what is the content that specifically is meant for LinkedIn and vice versa, meaning the content that should be excluded from being there? This is a question I get all the time because people are trying to find out what's the best way, right? What kind of content should they post? And when I get this question, I usually say, whatever you post on LinkedIn has to say something about you as a professional. So let's say you ran a marathon, right? You can still post that on LinkedIn, but then it has to have an angle that maybe you ran a marathon, which means you have a strong willpower. So you see how you can actually take a simple situation from your personal life and convert it to a more of a professional uh, storyline, right? So it's all about the story. It's all about the narrative. It's a lot about how you talk and tell things to people. So it can still be a very personal story. But if you tell it in a way that says something about you as a professional, then I think it belongs to LinkedIn. Now, on the other hand, I don't think people should put a lot of their family pictures, kids pictures on LinkedIn. Like we just talked, it's not the same as Facebook. Thanks God, you agree. 
So I was all right about this fact. <laughs> and, and I'm super happy that, you know, there's an expert who approves my statement. But I wanted to create another scenario. So let's say you have met someone who is working in media agency as a social media manager, who is in all the major social networks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, as it's also highly trending. But he or she is not on LinkedIn. So how do you perceive this business professional to take use of LinkedIn? And does he really needs to take? I think that if he or she is a social media manager, they should already be on LinkedIn. If they're not, that raises a big question. Are they really a social media manager? Because most of the professionals who work within marketing, sales, business in general, they're all on LinkedIn. And uh, of course, if a person has this type of role, they should be on LinkedIn. They should be connecting with other professionals from marketing field and really establishing their own brand as a professionals and also connecting with other people to get some inspiration, right? Because at the end of the day, I am also spending a lot of time on LinkedIn just to get more knowledge about marketing and more knowledge about the upcoming trends for the next years. So uh, it's a great platform for that kind of person with, with that kind of role. So you believe that if I'm a social media manager, I also have to be on all the major currently trending platforms? At least you have to have some kind of knowledge of what it is. Not necessarily all platforms are going to be relevant for your business. Let's say you work in the manufacturing business. You are a social media manager for a manufacturing company. TikTok might not be the best platform, even though it's trending. So you still have to evaluate what's the best for the business. But I think you should still have an idea of what every social media platform is. So you can actually give the best advice for your business. I truly agree. But you know, there's also this uh, talk about that, you know, maybe certain content, as you mentioned, in manufacturing and other industries may not be really relevant for LinkedIn and may not, you know, the professional would not really benefit of, you know, sharing that content. Maybe he's a photographer. What, what does the photographer going to do in LinkedIn? Because, you know, it's more Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook type platform. And, but if I'm a consultant of a company, do I can benefit from LinkedIn? If you are a consultant, you can, of course, benefit from LinkedIn. You can generate more content and more leads through content for your company. So you can make more sales as well, you know, contacting people on LinkedIn, having calls with them, nurturing the relationships. So that's really, really important. And I have a lot of friends who are photographers and they are on LinkedIn. And what they do, they share various tips, how they work with people, how they take professional pictures and how they do corporate photo shoots. So it's a great place. So if you are a photographer or a creative person, listen to Katrina now and sign up for LinkedIn. You know, they say that nothing is forever. We have noticed it through decades that, you know, there have been shift in social networks that many of us have been part of. There have been time for MySpace, Snapchat, Google+, Friendsters, and many, many others. And uh, also now highly trending is TikTok that you are also part of. So the question is, what will LinkedIn focus if LinkedIn becomes unpopular because of some other newcomer for business professionals? We will make sure that LinkedIn stays relevant. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, I think it's not the best idea always to have all of your eggs in one basket, as you say, right? So focus on one social media. I think it's good to look into the future. 
But for now, we're focusing on LinkedIn as it is trending and I really want to get a piece of that cake. However, there are different thoughts for the future and, you know, like you say, nothing is forever. So whatever the future is going to bring, we're going to go with that. So right now, not really taking any kind of decisions as this is still relevant and I think for sure going to be for the next two years. So we have work to do for the next two years and then let's see. Yeah, because if we look at your name, that's really closely related to LinkedIn. And if the LinkedIn falls from a throne, then you also have to change the name. Not necessarily because... Can you be LinkedInist on a different platform? Of course, because LinkedInist, linking is just linking people, linking businesses. So from that side. So it can be anything. Interesting comeback, Katrina. (laughs) Always have a comeback. (laughs) Thanks, God. So, you know, as you are really an expert in LinkedIn and you must know some tips and tricks, how most effectively grow a company page. And it's also personally for me the same question because, you know, I also do have a company page on LinkedIn that I also try to engage with. So what are some tips and tricks that you would suggest? I think the biggest advice for when growing a company page on LinkedIn would be to actually make it much more than just a page about your company. So make it the place where people would come and find news within your industry. So let's say a lot of people use a strategy where they only post about their company, their achievements, their clients, and nothing else. But what we started using for our clients and the strategy that we follow is actually making a balance. So it's a little bit about the company, the services, uh, success stories, but it is also news from the industry. So the page of a company becomes much more than just a page about themselves and them shouting, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's then suddenly a page where people can go and read some news. So I think this is the biggest tip and the best strategy that we have for businesses so far. So instead of bragging about your achievements, give some shout outs also to the industry you're operating in. Exactly. And also by tagging people who wrote those articles, let's say you're sharing an article from the industry, you can tag a person from the same industry, you can tag the newspaper outlet which wrote the article. So you're also getting more reach and more exposure. So at the end of the day, it has to be a balance. I will definitely take this tip from you. But, you know, as every company, and I believe that LinkedIn also has the same thing, is the obstacles. So I want to know what are the biggest obstacles within LinkedIn? Do you mean for our company right now? Yes, of course. So I think right now it's the growth phase. So how do we scale it, right? How do we scale it? A lot of the things that we do are done manually. So let's think about content creation, copywriting. Also, my own private consultations. How do we scale it? Because at the end of the day, sometimes it seems that people are buying services because it's you, like a person. So how do I disattach myself and actually make it more about LinkedIn and actually implement some more like technological advancements and automation behind what we do? I think that's the biggest obstacle because... Sometimes people just want the personal touch of you or of another person within your company, right? So how do we make sure we can actually use some kind of technology to make it more effective, efficient, and have more time to develop and grow? I do believe that people 
and that's also complements what you're currently saying is that people buy the idea and the vision of the person behind the brand not the yes they do buy the product but they more currently trust in the person who sells the product in this case it's you Katrina to put it in perspective I was buying Apple products when Steve Jobs was still alive because I did believe in his vision and thinking different since he's dead I have stopped buying Apple products because I don't believe in any any of Apple products and their real innovation it's just my opinion so take it or leave it right I agree with you as well and that's why a lot of people care about their brands today right if you look at the entrepreneurs they're trying to also get help with their personal brands because at the end of the day they have to shine they have to sell they have to inspire and then people will follow but you know as every show and also this show as I have mentioned in my previous episodes has some listeners so I do have two listener questions today and the first one is if I'm a new business owner how most effectively can I acquire new clients or generate leads so if you're a new business owner I think you don't have much time to invest in a lot of various marketing strategies so what I would start with is branding yourself and creating content on LinkedIn on your profile so you start with just sharing your story sharing what you do make some videos make some pictures really making sure that you document every step and when people know what you're doing and when people finally understand what kind of things you're offering or selling they will start coming to you and actually reaching out to you themselves so that's one way you can start generating leads telling your story sharing what you do because if you don't people don't know people are not aware and another thing is of course through later on creating a company page and then maybe trying some linkedin advertisement trying some legion forms that can also help but that's i think later stage so first it's you your own brand maybe your employees as well who can share some stories from their profiles that's the best start i think so you what you're suggesting is to first before creating company page creating your personal page engaging with it and then moving into company page yes just having your own profile on LinkedIn creating content under your own name and last name creating this kind of community around your name and then later on when you will create a company page you can share that with the whole community and they will be much more engaged and will follow your company page as well because now they know what you're doing and they like you and so forth and they have created some kind of trust indeed and the second question that another listener have asked me to ask you Katrina is about the hashtag strategy the question is how many hashtags has to be included in a singular post to get higher reach and what are the trending hashtags on LinkedIn at the current time so when it comes to hashtags, I think that the best tip for your post is to have from two to three hashtags because LinkedIn algorithm it's is scanning your post and trying to attach one or the other hashtag to your post. So if you have a lot of hashtags, it's confusing. Therefore, I suggest two to three hashtags and then sometimes if your post is doing well, you'll see that it says your post has been trending in this hashtag. Therefore, do not overload have a few hashtags and that would be the best. Now when it comes to what is trending, what is not, I think you can always 
Google the hashtag on the, in the search bar on LinkedIn to see how many followers that hashtag has. So if you, let's say, Google hashtag innovation, you see there are some millions of followers. I think it was like six millions or more. And if you Google something more niche specific, which could be hashtag LinkedIn Copenhagen, let's say, that will have maybe two followers. So this kind of uh, research before using hashtags will help you to identify which hashtags have more followers and which hashtags can bring you more reach. Is there any platform that actually I could check like hashtags, the most trending hashtags? Is there any platform that you suggest to check for those kind of statistics? For real-time trending hashtags, I would check Twitter because Twitter is a place where you can see the top trending hashtags of the day. And that's where you want to check uh, the trendy hashtags. But for LinkedIn, it's not about the trendingness. It's about what people follow. So for instance, I myself, I follow hashtag marketing. And I, from once in a while, I see some posts on my wall from people who are having that hashtag in their content. And I don't even have them as my friends. So I follow that hashtag. And from once in a while, LinkedIn shows me some kind of a post with that hashtag, which is trending. So I don't think on LinkedIn it's about trendingness. I think it's a lot about topics, themes, niche content. You know, before I was coming here to have this lovely conversation with you on LinkedIn, a very trending, highly underpriced network, I did check the statistics of the post that we posted that I'm going to have you as a guest. And you know, the statistics was that we reached 1,400 plus views. And it's the highest trending post on my LinkedIn. Congratulations. What's the magic you do? <laughs> what is the secret sauce? I think having people who have a big following in your posts, tagging influencers, tagging people who have a, a lot of power on LinkedIn, let's say they are creating a lot, they have a lot of followers, they have a big audience, will definitely bring you more views. Because obviously, if a bigger fish or a bigger influencer from, let's say, United States is going to engage with your post, that might bring you double the amount of views that you usually have. So it's all about hashtags. It's all about tagging uh, people who have a big following, getting their followers to see your post, and uh, just making a nice story. So the content on your post as well. May I ask you how many followers do you have? Close to 10,000. So... It's 9,600 right now. It makes sense why I reached this amount of uh, views. Because I do have less. I have around 413 the last <laughs> time I checked. So I do have less than you. I mean, I'm not that popular as you, Katrina. So, But LinkedIn is my job, right? LinkedIn yes, is... yes. But you know, don't worry. I'm coming for you. You're coming. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Don't worry about that, Katrina. But you know, I really do have really interesting talk with you about LinkedIn. As you know, that's also, I want really to understand the LinkedIn and really engage with it. I wanted to kind of recap what we've been speaking about because, you know, we are, the time have passed and we are moving into our last part where you're going to suggest other entrepreneurs and, you know, allow them to pick on your brains and thoughts and key activities. So today we had Katrina Kurt the co-founder and the CEO of a company called Linkedist, professional consulting service ready to help people and businesses grow 
with the power of LinkedIn. What do we know about Katrina? She's 24 years old, entrepreneur. One of the words that she describes herself is, and she also has the two of it, is ambitious. Always being a leader in early age with her actions, starting from, uh, I believe, school, university, and now in the business world, rocking the entrepreneurial space. Originally, she's from Lithuania, Vilnius. If some of you don't know, it's in Baltics. And yes, the capital is Vilnius of Lithuania, not Riga. Just so we are clear on it because it's been a little confusion. She's been living in China for two months, as I understood, and also in Aarhus, another city of Denmark. Some of the goals that she has for year 2020 is that she wants to become a top influencer in marketing and LinkedIn. Great goal. I love it. What we do we know about LinkedIn and what she have suggested us is that uh, some of the content, so just to clear some confusion out, is LinkedIn is for content that is related to professionals because LinkedIn is not the second Facebook. And uh, if you as a company want to basically get higher reach in all the contents and basically provide some value to your followers in your company page is don't brag about your company, provide some news feeds, tag some articles and uh, tag some people who wrote those articles, make it more interesting and engaging because it's important to provide more value. Some of the things that she described entrepreneurship were passion, working smart and dedication. I also did ask a question about what are the LinkedIn meant for and the answer would be that the companies that can benefit from LinkedIn are mostly B2B. If you want to really get advantage of LinkedIn and really provide value to your customers, create first your personal profile, engage with your cons customers, consumers, and then move slowly into the company page. And now I would like to ask you the question that I mentioned a little bit before. As entrepreneur in a digital space, as a LinkedIn expert and 24 seven content creator, what are the main activities that you would like to recommend other entrepreneurs to invest their time in to succeed their goals? There are two activities which I find very useful for myself where I am today. One of them is time management. So a lot of people are telling me, Katrina, how many hours in a day you have? You're doing so many things. You're everywhere. You're putting content. You're going on podcasts. You're doing videos. You're also running a business. And you're having a master's degree on the side. Crazy, right? But I could not be where I am today or be doing all these things if not time management techniques and my calendar, which I live by. So one of the tips from my side for other entrepreneurs would be really look into how you manage your time. Maybe you could be better with your time as well and get more of it to do the things you like. And the second activity I would highly recommend would be exercising. And it doesn't have to be uh, some kind of uh, hardcore exercising where you have to put a lot of effort in. It has to just be at least light exercising. Because I always say a strong body has a clear mind. 
And sometimes it helps me to also just really let go of all the thoughts that I have throughout the day and go exercise, don't really think about anything else. And it works like a stress reliever as well. So exercising and time management are two activities that I would highly recommend for any entrepreneur. Yeah, I do have to also time manage my life in generally. I haven't started using any app, but I really try to rely on myself human time management skills and I'm bad at it. Do you use calendar? I do use calendar in my phone a lot and I do use a lot of reminders and everything, but it's just, you know, I do have invested a lot of time in business and not so much time in my personal life. So what can happen is that I can burn out. Indeed. And that's, that's not what entrepreneurship is about. You have to have, and there are certain way I agree on it, is that you have to have work-life balance. But, you know, it depends, you know, what are you working on and how much you are willing to succeed, what you're willing to succeed. You also have to value your time, right? I think a lot of us forget that when we have meetings, we are really invested and we stay way too long in a meeting, even though we would, would have, should have left uh, half an hour before, right? So to this point where you are working so much, you're investing so much time into your business, I think you should also value your time. And if you agree to meet with a person for an hour, an hour it is. And you have to be strict about it. And I think a lot of people just are kind of letting it go, being flexible. Sure, you have to be, but you also have to value the time. You have 24 hours in a day. And if somebody is uh, being late into a meeting, that's their fault. And you only have that one hour and that's how your plan should be. How filled is your schedule? If I would show you my schedule, you might get scared. But it's very filled so that I know exactly what I'm going to do the whole next week or even three weeks ahead. I also have already plans for four months next year uh, for some of the days that we are agreeing with people to have calls and, and client meetings. So it is very filled. But I also like to have an idea of what I'm going to do throughout the day. And having a calendar where I have it all makes it all easy. And I usually tell people, if it's not in my calendar, I'm not doing it. So everything that is in my calendar is going to happen. It always happens? More or less. Most of the time it does. Unless there are other, you know, outside external influences which I can control. There are some things that we cannot control in life. Exactly. But there is one more thing before I'll ask you the final question is for you too. And I definitely know that the listeners will want to engage with you as a person and also engage with the Linkedist is to share your social links, how, where people can find you, read about you. So if people are using either LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, they can just type in Katrina Kurt and they will find me. And also for Linkedist, just type in Linkedist on either Facebook or LinkedIn and you will find us as well. And you can find a lot of really good LinkedIn tips on our Linkedist page. Truly, I truly agree with that. I did find something interesting. So I'm just, happy to hear. <laughs> I mean, why, why not to benefit of the data information provided if it's for free? You have to work smart, right? As you mentioned. I would like to say goodbye to you, but before I say goodbye, I would like to know your experiences on this podcast. How was it? It was amazing. I think it was a really calm, relaxed talk that we just had. And uh, I think 
I wouldn't expect it in any other way. Because it's Friday the 13th. Let's take it easy, right? It was successful. It was successful. But I will say thank you to you for providing a lot of knowledge about LinkedIn and sharing your lovely story. I will thank also the listeners for listening. And I hope most of you have also taken some tips and tricks from Katrina. And uh, if you are not on LinkedIn yet and you're listening to this podcast, sign up right now because you don't know what you're missing out. Is there anything else you would like to say to the listeners, Katrina? I would like to say that if they are not yet following you, they should follow you and should follow Sweetcast Media because it is a podcast at the end of the day, which is providing a lot of valuable content. So please follow this podcast. And yeah, I hope that all the listeners find some tips and tricks today through this podcast where they can learn something new and where they can actually apply some things tomorrow. But you know, this show would not exist without you entrepreneurs and the business-minded people, game changers and creatives. So I thank to you for making this show happen. And I am happy to have you on the show, Katrina. But I will say goodbye to you. Goodbye.